Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 120, episode 4 of The Daily Zeitgeist. Yeah. Oh, that feels weird. In a hotel room, a yeah. production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's share consciousness and say, officially off the top, fuck the Koch brothers fuck. and fuck Fox News. Fox. It's Thursday, February 13th. 2020. My name is Jack O'Brien, aka Potatoes O'Brien, and I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray. It's Miles Gray, aka these are some Oscar-inspired AKs, aka Bong Joon Ho, aka. <laughs> 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 it's just the just this the, the emphasis, yeah, the emphasis, just the energy that you bring, aka to each of those Smoke syllables. King Phoenix, aka Roger Smoking Big Doinkins, aka Laura Burn One, aka. Tycho Weed ED. Oh man, that's too real. <laughs> AKA Parasite. And thank you nice. to Walter Chestnut. Water oh, Chestnut. Yeah. Uh, Parasite was the name of our uh, trending. Oh, so, see? It all comes together. It's all coming together, and we're thrilled to be joined in our third seat. Oh, I guess we should talk about our. Well, let's, let's introduce our wonderful guest, yes. the hilarious and talented Sydney Washington. Hello, hello. Welcome. What's up? How I love are this. You? This is fantastic. You guys are doing well. This We're is, in a this, hotel room. This is a big hotel room. It's well, this it's weird. Anna and I have the exact same layout, except there's not this fifty foot gap between the bed and the wall. This yeah. is so a suite. This feels like yeah. a suite. It does. It does. I was like, mine we should we should set up in my room. Feels my very room regular. Feels really big. <laughs> yeah. Mine has an extra bathroom for some reason. There's like a sink. And then there's a door and then a whole nother bathroom. With a there. sink, with a shower, sink. Yeah. and toilet. Wow, yeah. happy Black History Month. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> it's exactly. big for me. Take it up space, Jack. Way to go. <laughs> <laughs> I do think sometimes this happens though, like when I get I get the handicap like well, sometimes uh, it defaults to like accessible rooms. You never know. Yeah, you know what I mean? accessible yeah. rooms. I like a roll in shower. Uh-huh. You roll in, you roll right out. Miles. Mm. We're on tour. Yeah. Right now, as we speak. We yeah, are we're in, in New Brooklyn. York. Uh, great to see all y'all out of the Bell House last night. Even though we're recording it before seeing you guys, uh, it was great. Blessings. Preemptive. Shakira, bra, 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 bra. Uh, the blessings have come in. The blessings come in. The blessings come in. Uh, we are in Washington D.C. tonight, yes. February thirteenth, at the Miracle Theater. Truly, will be miraculous with Natalie McGill. And then, uh, not next week, but the week after, Minneapolis, February twenty fifth, at the Parkway Theater with P.O.S. Chicago, February 27th at the Sleeping Village with Daniel, Daniel Van Kirk. Kirk. And, of course, the grand finale in Toronto, uh, t- February 28th at the Great Hall with Drake, Frank Ocean, uh, many others. Sia. Sia. Who else? Um, Lizzo. Lizzo will be there. It's going to be a pretty big show. Yeah. Wait, yeah. what? No. <laughs> <laughs> That was We're so believable. Yeah. We started talking about how Drake was is the only person uh, <laughs> that would be an acceptable guest in Toronto, and then uh, we were talking about how at Camp Flagna everybody was so disappointed, booing him, booing they, they him. They thought they were it was like, Frank. Oh, Frank Ocean. So we're just promising people that we'll have both of them, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, because we like to overpromise. Because it could just be me sobbing. You right, know, and that could be the show. I'm like, <laughs> we didn't get it. I'll pay money to see that. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of people actually are paying money to see that. They don't know that yet. What were we saying? The show should be last night. Just, what? Just uh, uh, I forget. Oh, you just doing this arms oh, yeah. cheer just, for as long just doing as you my can. Arms cheering Where did this you... come from? For people who can't actually see, because it's a podcast. Yeah. When you clap like your fists together mm-hmm. and you throw it over each shoulder. Yeah. What the fuck was that even? 
I don't know. Who man. did that? And they were like, man, that's the fucking <laughs> that, move. That is how <laughs> you flex. Someone who just won a divorce, maybe? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Could be that. That's what it feels okay, like. Okay. I like mm-hmm. that. Um, right. They're holding their own hand. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> On my own. Just me, Independent. motherfucker. <laughs> On my own. <laughs> uh, all right. Sydney, we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we are going to tell our listeners a couple of things we're talking about. There is a new era at Chipotle. <laughs> Chipotle is in guac mode. Guac mode. Uh, That's what they're calling it. Yeah. We'll explain what that is. Just means free of. guac. Uh, new Hampshire caught something on the Usher tour because they had to let it burn. Uh, this Bernie Sanders <laughs> wins a narrow victory. Not enough. Cause I don't know what I do without my boo. Uh, we're gonna talk about <laughs> we're gonna talk about the MSNBC v Bernie Sanders feud. Uh, just billionaires getting real worked up, nervous about the possibility of a Bernie win. We'll talk about uh, Trump being in revenge mode. We'll talk about the 2020 Democratic candidate merch. But Sydney, first, we like to ask our guests, what is something from your search history that's revealing about who you are? Mm, last search history was how much is a cremation? <laughs> okay. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> What's happening? I'm, you know, I'm just a very morbid person okay. and, um, you know, I'm on a budget. And so <laughs> this is the time where people are dropping like flies and I'm just trying to make sure, you know, I'm well equipped. But there's it. levels to the cremation, right? Like yeah. it all depends on what you're. Aren't there like the, the kinds of boxes you could be cremated in? Does that matter? Or everyone well, gets cremated in the same boxes in your urn as your next cost? If you go the cheap route, mm-hmm. they can just burn you in a, like, in a box, group. Right? Oh. In a group. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. If you're paying like $500, you got like a couple of neighbors up in there too. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So it's $500? Yeah. That still seems expensive. Oh, no. Being burned it's, in a group. Some is more. So it's like right. an Uber Sometimes pool more, for cremation. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Headed to the afterlife. That's so good. Oh man, I'm gonna have to take yeah, that. Go Thank ahead. you. <laughs> yeah, I you know I have I have a bit about like I can't die yet because I can't afford the funeral I want. Right. So, right. Oh, right. so you want to make sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just please doing, use that Uber pool line. Just doing research. Yeah. You know. And and for you personally, you want to be cremated? No, I'm hot. You got to see me. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Dead or alive. I was gonna know? say like just preserved in a glass yeah. box. And people come by and like throw put flowers at your feet and just. Oh, no, no, no. We're going to have the top open. We're going to have the bottom open. Oh. I'm going to be in nipple tassels. Like, I'm doing it up. <laughs> I want them to remember me as I am. Yes. <laughs> as I lived. Uh, what is something you think is overrated? Uh, I'm going to say this. Um, AirPods. Mm, okay. They're overrated. Because in order to have them, um, one, you have to have money. Mm-hmm. Um, and... The whole iPhone situation is like, why is this plug here? Why can't why can't we have two jacks? Yeah, right. this is a setup. Mm-hmm. Right. If Steve Jobs was alive, I would slap a kufi off his head. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We were just on an airplane mm. where you know, if you have plug-in headphones for your iPhone, is that what I'm trying yeah, to say? Yeah, with the lightning up. cable. Like, if you're trying you to listen to something those? on the plane, you're like, oh, nope. Because I'm locked to the Apple world. Yep. Right. I only recently came into money, which is why I bought iPods. Word. Because I have to let people know. You bought iPods? I mean, AirPods. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah. That's you did how buy far a bunch back of, I am. Yeah. You did invest in a lot of iPods. <laughs> a lot of iPad, iPod videos and iPod <laughs> nanos that I just can't get rid of. Nice. Uh, but like, I found them. Um, I think the the best thing about them is they're convenient. I don't think, for me, I love like audio, so they're not the best headphones to me. No. It's you the can't only hear thing, everything. 
Yeah, I just like the fact that I'm able to go into like secret phone call mode very quickly with True. it without trying to like put the phone to my head or do all this other stuff. But yeah, I was firmly in the what's the fuss about? And even now, I'm still kind of like eh, they do their job. With yeah. the beats, like if you're um if you're listening, if you're watching porn, you can actually hear the, like the squeaking and like of the, the bed. And stuff? Yeah, you can hear the squeaking. You can't hear that with AirPods. No. Yeah. See. So the beats are like very highly detailed. Oh, you can yeah. hear everything. Fidelity. You can hear the crew and everything. Yeah. Whispering. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Coughing in the background. Like, yeah, that yeah, good? yeah. Is that that's like two four K like four K things that weren't meant to be shot in four K. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Four K porn is a little. I don't Woo. need. I don't need that kind of definition. Yeah. Yeah. I've I, for sex, absolutely not. No, no. I, w- I was raised on like pixelated 180, mm-hmm. 240p at right. best. 240p used to be HD. Yes, fucking gifts. Plenty. I used to beat my meat too. <laughs> Plenty, <laughs> fucking Wild. gifts though. Like you know what I mean? We were out here struggling. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> gifts. Uh, what is something you think is underrated? I might have said this the last time I was here, but uh, Biscoff cookies, the airplane cookies. Oh, oh, they're yeah. so on American. Free- oh, American. You can they're get everywhere. them on JetBlue. Okay. You know, shout out to JetBlue. Give uh-huh. me them points. Yeah, exactly. Um, they're just they go with everything. Mm. I've had them with ice cream. I've made a little sandwich out of them. Mm. Like with deli meat. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. I mean, I was going through a breakup, <laughs> yeah. but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> with deli meat. I call it a Sydney's Lunchables. Yeah. <laughs> Take some a biscoff Sydney's cookies and some turkey slices. <laughs> Miles, you're on it today. Jeez Louise. Raining all kinds of shit. Yeah, I. What is the flavor of that exactly? It like feels like a little burnt? like wow, <laughs> aggressive burnt chocolate. No, or, sorry, burnt sugar. I a feel like, like it's caramelized. Yeah, caramelized. I feel like yeah. there's a little cinnamon in there. I like it. Yeah. I'm not saying I it don't feels like, it. like home. Yeah, you know, when you're on that dusty ass flight, you get them cookies. You're like, right. Ah, I'm closer to getting home than I know. Oh, okay. Not because you. You're saying it feels like home it because it's like a Pavlovian response because you're on a you're plane on to your go home, home. Not be, I was thinking because you travel so much, the plane has become your home. Oh, no. And a much darker version. I'm not on tour like you guys. Oh, are, there no, other, are there other places that those are traditionally served? Like, um, well, now they have, the, well, they have like the Biscoff factory in San Francisco. Ooh. They're in stores. Like, I, I don't want to say anything, but I'm the one that put it on, put everybody on. Yeah. Right. Right. Now exactly. they have Biscoff ice cream. Like, it's popping off like crazy. Mm. So where's your Biscoff check at? Honestly, I've tagged them so many times. Right now, I have to just assume that they're racist right. and homophobic. Exactly. Yeah. On yep. Black History Month, you do something I'm right. I'm going to tag them again and see. I have a whole photo shoot with them. So <laughs> With the Biscoff? <laughs> with Biscoffs, yeah. Nice. Just a Biscoff dress? A Biscoff? <laughs> no, 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 no. It's like fashion. I'm just like holding like the Biscoff package in my Ooh. mouth. Sexy. Wow. Wow. And this is for you? This is a speculative This is just for shoot. me. Yeah. Oh, just for for your own well being. Yes. To, okay. Fantastic. You know, I might put it in my press kit. You never know. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> uh, what is a myth? What's something people think is true? You Ed Biscoff in charge. <laughs> a myth. Yeah. I think that people think that um, if you wet your hair and go outside, you'll get a cold. Mm-hmm. And that's that's wrong. It's all about germs. Mm. It's less about. Oh, the, the temperature you're getting. Yeah. yeah, right, right, mm-hmm. right. People get more sick in the winter because we're inside more and we're spreading all the freaking germs. Mm-hmm. Right. That's why you have to go outside when it's cold. Yeah. Just to get your... Doesn't that help your immune system a little bit? What? When you go in the cold? Yes. Or is that something my like immigrant mother told me to stop complaining about the cold? I'm going to say that and yes. Because yeah. she was like, no, 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 you'll be stronger. 
No, yeah. I go outside so I don't use my heat. You know, <laughs> right, right, <laughs> I'm right. trying to I'm trying to save. Yeah, yeah. You go into any building and you mm-hmm. got great heat. Mm. There yeah. is something because I used to like I think when back when I was at Cracked, we did we like kind of did a article where we did, wrote the same thing that it's like more it has more to do with like the fact that you're indoors and there's more germs. But having like a like babies, like their nose just starts fucking running. Runny, run, run. It's a outside. slip and slide, it's those like, baby yeah. noses. Yeah. It's I don't I don't know how how it's possible. Like it does seem like they get sicker just when it's cold out, but I don't know. Well they're just more acceptable. They're just like, you know, yeah. their skin and googly stuff inside. Yeah. That's Thank true. They're full of yeah. That's what that's a baby's with like all, a all made of boobles. Yeah, yeah. with soft bones. Just gack yeah. waiting yeah. to leak out <laughs> of Nickelodeon all their holes in their faces. <laughs> uh, all right, let's get into uh, the news and what what's more newsworthy than the fact that Chipotle is going into guac mode. I I just saw the word guac mode and I said, what the fuck is this? And, is it trending or something? Uh, well, apparently, like every food site has been writing about. It. I think they put a press re- press release out today that basically they're saying for the entire month of February, if you have like a if you're already a Chipotle rewards person, if you just scan in guac, boom, what do you want it on? Mm. Free. Oh, you get, you get extra guac. What? No, like you can get guac for free. Regular, yeah. So if you get a regular price entree, you scan your app, you get guacamole as a topping or a side. Ooh. For free. Okay, who's doing a side of guac? Just that's it. I don't know who. I think for people with who chips. I guess want the chips part. Yeah, but uh, right, with right, the right, chips, right, right. I do that. Actually. Okay. I haven't had it's a me. Okay, okay. Yeah. Well, I sorry, do. Sorry, sorry. You don't get a burrito. Well, actually, you get a bur- you get burritos. I get, I get straight bowls, burritos. And then I always just have the guac thrown on top. No, I like the guac on the side. Wow. And then with the chips, I really like their chips. I'm a I'm a big Chipotle chips guy. Oh, okay. You know yeah. when I love Chipotle hmm. when it's free. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's the, when. It, that's when it's at the, its best. Exactly. Yes, that's yes, why I'm like yes. looking at this. It's funny that they it, clearly this is a ploy to get people to join the rewards program. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Right. So Which I'm surprised your... they did not do this earlier because I feel like Chipotle and like guacamole are like a thing on the internet. Like right. people always talk. There's memes about being like, I said I want guac. I don't care. Like people just. Right. There's the sentiment about knowing that guacamole costs more. Right. Just. I'm just surprised. Just surprised they didn't tap into this earlier. Okay, yeah. but how much more is guac again? Uh, like a dollar? Maybe. It de- I think the side it, is more than that. I think it maybe. depends on your location, but I think it's like at least two bucks. Yeah, what? I think it's a, In I LA, maybe, yeah. Oh, I, that's why Not I've maybe. never had it, I guess. Yeah. I don't think it's two if you just have add guac on top. Of like something, just but, a splash of guac. Yeah, splash of. <laughs> just get a splash of guac I get there. A Let me just look really quickly. Do they have it all? Well, we'll we don't we don't have to get boxed. I'm sorry. This, I this also raises. I'm like, and I'm trying to figure out. Like, yeah. What, this what also raises the the question in my mind of like, what makes a a company like worth having a rewards program like what what puts it in that category is it just that chipotle is a lunch company like they're a place we go for lunch and therefore it's like there's something sort of habit forming and therefore like we want to punch a card to do with that or what what i don't know i mean i think it's like anything you know you if there's if it's gamified that's all these reward programs are it's gamified it's like how many times i check in is I that it? it? Just like we're all every 
thing we do is going to be gamified from now on or is this just like another you got to give people incentive yeah right because you know we'll all just starve if there's not a game involved yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> look back at history yeah. wandering yeah. around that's what happened to rome they didn't right. gamify things and then like, it fell apart yeah i think I, well, we don't gamify breakfast i feel like do we hmm. i guess coffee Coffee's gamified a little bit. Well, you do the punch if, cards. If, yeah, we don't gamify dinner. Person. It's just like lunch is gamified because I think it's like a thing we just try to get out of the way quickly or well, something. Well, and it punctuates like your day of toil. Right. You know? So you're yeah. all day like, oh, here's you're the one thing about it. I cannot yeah. be near my boss and yeah. fucking eat a whatever, smoke a blunt in the parking lot and come back and be like, I love my job. <laughs> yeah, but you, when you think about it, you as soon as you get downstairs and you finally get to your destination to get your lunch, by the time you get it and yes. then go back up, it's time it's to over. work again. Right. Yeah. So lunch is actually the fastest thing throughout the day actually especially in new york right because yeah. when i would come it's work a scam in an office like at my one of my old jobs in new york everyone's was like let's go to lunch we would go up the block and be like all right we got to go back right and i'm like fuck yeah that's right some and then of them just eat at your desk some of the most depressing memories i have is working at new york early days of cracked when it was just starting it was like me and two other dudes uh and i would go to subway every day for lunch get the chicken sandwich with Sliced jalapenos and ranch dressing and a Ooh, diet you were going sprite. Through it. Yeah, and a diet <laughs> sprite every day. And and I thought I liked it. Oh. Like I had really convinced myself that that was a, a good lunch. Like I talked about how I liked it. Uh, it <laughs> was like, like dark days. They're like, like hey, dark. man, yeah, we're going to go to fucking uh, Peter Luger's. And you're like, nah, I'm going to Subway. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get my, what did you get? Chicken with ranch, jalapenos, turkey. And a, oh, Dude, and a diet sprite. Yeah, diet sprite is what made me. What yeah, made that's it where it gets that's, really. That's sad. where I was like, I'm was seriously worried about you. Yeah, I don't yeah. know anybody who. Yeah, in a way, like maybe Sid, we need to turn this into an intervention. Yeah, <laughs> it was. I mean, I, I look back now. on it He's now. Good. Yeah. He doesn't need us. I look back on it now, and I'm like, damn. What like, was the point of drinking diet sprite? There's no I caffeine. Don't know. Yeah, no caffeine. Like I know you drink diet coke because it's, it's sugar free, what, but you need what was your happening caffeine. With me at that time. <laughs> You're really yeah. I can see I'm you working the gears. I'm, in your I, mind. It's very. Were you yeah. single? Feels like it. Uh, I think I was single. Yeah. I think I was just mm. starting to date my wife at that time. <gasps> oh. But like, very very. Did she know? Stages. And did she know you were eating like this? <laughs> she probably. <laughs> did you know? Yeah, did she I think, know you I were drinking diet like back when? Yeah, this is. Like, She's like, let's go on a date. You walk by the subway, you go to. He's like, hey Jack, <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Another diet sprite, my man. <laughs> You're like, I don't know you, motherfucker. I'm the norm of yeah. that subway. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, She's like, you were really is. rude to that guy. <laughs> and how did they know your name? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they called you Jack Diet Sprite. Oh, man. I just also, it's just funny. The guac mode thing just makes me think about how broke millennials are and how much we hold the avocado and guacamole as like this thing. Like, it, like I was saying, the thing about Chipotle is it's guacamole is almost like a luxury item when you're in there. You're it like, is. Shit, okay, that's more. I'm, if I'm, I'm investing in the guac if I do that. And for them to do this feels like, for me, I'm like, is this warming my heart? Because I'm used to pretending this is sort of like a expensive thing that I'm getting for free. And it's also working on me that way. Not just that it's a free thing, but does guac have a place in our consciousness? You feel seen as a generation. Maybe I'm thinking too deep into this. I shit. think you are. Yeah. But the thing is, Chipotle is like so easy to get. Right. And then it's, you know, it's fast. And I think Chipotle is the only place where um, avocado is important. Right. You right. need it. It's vital. Yeah. It's imperative that you get it. 
But like when I go anywhere else, I'm not really thinking about avocado like that. Yeah, that's true. Maybe Subway. I, I tried it once at Subway. Once ever. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not doing this. Yeah. Doesn't Subway, right. I think it's a dollar. Guac for a dollar. And uh, which they, is they advertise that. And how much is a diet sprite? <laughs> Don't worry about <laughs> it. It was part of a really great meal that I would have. Wait, oh, you know what else? Very sad. Baked Lay's. We're involved oh, in that. Shit, just dusty ass, dried out. What kind baked of lays. like health kick were you on? Diet, oh, just sprite and baked yeah, lays. I, think I was just trying to make myself Diarrhea suicidal through <laughs> through my lunch choices. Oh boy. Um, yeah. I mean, but shout out to Chipotle. They, <laughs> yeah, give us, give us that wooden card that people right. get where you get free free Chipotle for life. Is that a real thing? Well, I know Jesus has one. A wooden card? Yeah, it's like a wood credit card wow. that came in a box, and he just he flashes at a Chipotle, and I think it's on site. Who's that? Jesus. He's <gasps> nice. Ah, yeah. Love. Yeah. So yeah. I'm like the best. I look to him to know yeah. what direction I need to go to. A god. Yeah. yeah. If you get to have one of those cards for any any store that's not like oh. you know a luxury items, what what would you go? Wing stop. Wingstop? Wingstop on 100%. But would they serve, like, would their service be good still? Like, I, it's I not never, like they I, would get, it's not like you would just get to the front of the line and they would just be like, all right, yes, we serve you. And like, your no, food comes out immediately. No, I just need free. Free. If it's okay, free, free, I don't Wingstop, care. I'll wait you'll, with everybody wait. else. Okay. I don't, and also, I don't eat in at Wingstop. When I right. get it, I pick it up no, and I eat it in shame in my car. Yeah. I think most of my Wingstop experiences are, Around the Super Bowl, so that that might be why. Mine are, are usually around Sundays, <laughs> most Sundays. How about you, Sydney? What would what would be your wooden card? What I would need it for your wooden card brand? Yeah, <sighs> I I would definitely need Starbucks. Starbucks. I'm there a lot. Yeah, yeah, they know me, and I don't want to say this, but I love their chicken sausage, bacon biscuit. Oh, is yeah. that a breakfast item? Yeah, they have some breakfast items. I just that go are... sous vide egg whites. Yeah. Oh, that's my thing. It's it's a it's a weird it's a bold choice. It's like you're you're going through something, but <laughs> chic, you know. Yeah, no, for sure. They have some breakfast sandwiches that are very like bad for you and delicious. Yeah, well, I remember the first time I looked at what the calorie count was. I yeah, was like, are you for real? What's the calorie count? Oh, like it's... over six hundred for like a very small thing, and I was like, that's a lot. Considering in my mind, I thought this was healthy, but <laughs> right. also I don't, I don't, I don't. It's not that I count calories. Yeah, because they're pretty meaningless. They have a, a ham sandwich on. I think it's a croissant that is so greasy that like it makes the bread or it makes the paper and like any clothing it comes in Just contact translucent. with translucent immediately. Oh, great. Um. Uh, all right, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back. And uh, the primaries had another, had, or I guess the primary season had its first primaries uh, in New Hampshire because yeah. Iowa is a caucus. Um, it's so part of the primary process, I guess. Yeah. yeah. But uh, Bernie, first in the nations, though. Sand Bernie Sanders won, uh, and it was a more narrow victory than uh, polling had maybe indicated, but it was still a clear victory for him. And the mainstream media narrative seemed to be all right. Story number one: How much of a charge Amy Klobuchar took 
Like she really. Yeah. Had I mean, a, I think that's worth talking about. Yeah, no, it's, for it's sure. weird the hierarchy of choice, like story choices. There was like Amy's surging, Pete is closer than Pete's, expected. Pete is getting closer and closer. Bernie, well, it's that, that voice, yeah, that, right. that voice is what. But makes that's it. like the vibe that <laughs> yeah. it has, and then it's like, and Bernie is gonna destroy the country he if he will, wins. Everything <laughs> will melt down. It's really somebody pointed out. Uh, somebody tweeted, and I'll, I'll try and find the tweet to credit them. But they were like, "It's really hard to cover how the mainstream media covers Bernie without sounding like a Bernie stan, mm-hmm. yeah. because they're just like so." blatantly like there's just such a clear bias it's favoritism yeah Yeah. um the thing out of new hampshire though that was also really interesting is to see elizabeth warren finish in fourth Um, yeah it was a bad night for elizabeth warren yeah worst night for joe biden joe biden oh my (laughs) joe biden bro please put this man to bed (laughs) please tuck him in he really it i don't know what other information he needs to begin making the right choices i mean I, obviously, he's looking at like South Carolina, Nevada, because these are two very white uh, states, uh, so they're not the most diverse voting. No, no, no. Uh, so which is why I think Pete Buttigieg is doing really well. We'll see how that happens in South Carolina, where he's not doing well at all. Right. Um, but yeah, seeing Elizabeth Warren finish out—I mean, that's that's not a good sign for her campaign, considering like these first two are pretty important. Yeah. Um, and, and and just considering the numbers, that too. her base had been like white college educated liberal i mean her base was basically pete Buttigieg's base well yeah and i think that's where that's why i'm curious what got what sort of began this shift over to Buttigieg because prior to this i would have thought bernie and elizabeth warren would have been up there together where i wasn't in my mind i thought well like if some people like the obviously the progressive things that they both stand for but just to what degree some people might not think it needs to be as extreme or in their view what the solutions are. Actually, I shouldn't even say that what Bernie is yeah. proposing is extreme, yeah. that he's trying to correct problems systemically right. in this country. And then Elizabeth Warren is also trying to do that in a, in a way that's comfortable for her. Right. Uh, and I think, I thought, well, maybe that works, but then maybe at a certain point, they're too similar. And so you're her left. Yeah, like if you're put off by Bernie, maybe you're like, actually, I'm just, maybe a Buttigieg is more sa- a safer pick for me. Yeah, and I feel like also the people who are supporting Buttigieg are the sort of people who aren't necessarily like the the true believers who are looking for politically salient things to like change in their lives they're looking for who's the best bet who's right. going to yes. be the best story to tell yep. to beat Trump and so uh there I really think this hurt her and I don't think it's fair but there was a New York Times poll that uh, where they polled a bunch of the swing states and they found that she did worse than anybody against Trump of the like top four. And I think that hurt, like that started the electability conversation. For people who which are worried is, about that. Again, we've talked about what bullshit like electability is because that's just your bias. Nobody thought Trump was electable. Right. Nobody like your version of electability is just, you know, you... Uh, saying your biases out loud and applying them to other people. It doesn't there was, really... There was also a poll that had like five of the top candidates beating Trump. Yeah. So it's like it didn't even, almost didn't even matter. It's like... Yeah. But even yeah. then, I'm not... I think that's a very... It's wishful thinking to be like, okay, well, based off this poll, we're going to win. Yeah. So I think around the time that those polls came out, 
there there was also the time when she, or there was also the moment where she sort of started waffling on Medicare for all and I think she lost part of her base to Bernie because people who were like very hardline and true believers who were just like I like her because she's like a friendlier version of Bernie uh started doubting that she actually had the sort of same politics as Bernie and you know so she lost those true believers and then because that poll came out I feel like she lost some of those uh you know calculated electability assholes to Pete and that's once you see that poll and you're like ah that person looks like a loser on paper right like "Ah, I'm gonna go back especially if you're voting like that too right where you're like ooh. Who's gonna? Who's doing the best? Yeah, like right. just those numbers can really affect your thinking. Right. Uh, not to mention whatever the media is screaming into your head. On right. How, like how you should shape that. Yeah. Because I was hope. I mean, I really hope that that it would be we would have more progressive candidates being further and further along. Uh, but I guess at a certain point, people start have to get into buckets. Like if you are if you are super progressive, then there's your candidate, not your three candidates. And if you're centrist, here's your candidate. And I think that's how it's starting to shape out now. Uh, yeah, yeah, and it'll be interesting to see how she bounces back. I think people are expecting Biden to bounce back somewhat now that the states are more diverse, but if he doesn't, it seems like that's a clear sign that like just something has gone wrong and might be uh, unredeemable for Biden's campaign. With Warren, it's not clear, like there's no real path forward that or at least narratively speaking like nobody's like said okay this is what she needs to like she can turn it around in nevada because she's really popular there they can't even give her any help right i can't i do think so the one uh i guess here i'll come up with a narrative right now is that uh what's the dude's name who's the most powerful democrat in nevada and one of the most powerful democrats uh retired politician harry reed harry reed yeah yeah he loves elizabeth warren right and he still has a lot of sway and does not like bernie of course so he could turn harry things. reed is the definite i mean he is he's the like nancy pelosi yeah and also right. i mean he he has a lot of friends in industries that would that the Senate did a look the other way on a lot of things too. So that right. absolutely makes sense. Yeah. I, I could see like things are starting to trend a little bit soft for Bernie and Nevada because I think there were some polls that came out like five thirty eight at, they froze their model uh, for when the results were coming in in New Hampshire. They don't like to like have it go shoot up and down like the New York times needle, but uh, they froze it. And when they unfroze it, Bernie had won and his chances of winning the overall nomination actually went down because there were apparently a couple of polls that uh, were bad for him in Nevada. And I guess he didn't win by as much as they were expecting. Uh, He's still the front runner though, overall, but there's also this big thing with the um, culinary union is making some big moves against Sanders in Nevada. So that might change things. Those are, yeah, the unions there, like between the hospitality, like they have numbers there. Right. And I'm curious to know, like, yeah, what the leadership there is thinking. Uh, But we'll see. I mean, it's all, it's all fluctuating. It's all in flux as we see, because the New Hampshire primaries also meant the end for Andrew Yang. Yeah. Goodbye. Yang gang. Bye-bye. Pour some out for them, for the blue hats. Uh, Michael Bennett, who I forgot was running, and I never That's beautiful. I never yeah. bothered to learn a single thing about him. Didn't I, need to. Yeah, Didn't I, need I'm kind of proud of myself, like for having the 
compartmentalization ability to just never having let a single fact about that dude stick in my mind. Well, also, I don't even know who the if your if your last name is a Bennett, right. who was supporting him, right? Like, who was inspired by him? Because it like everything he said was so like Manila envelope, like yeah, like devoid of any detail or anything exciting. I know James Carville. Uh, I'm a snake. I'm a snake. When know? he lost, I wonder if he said, "My name is Bennett, and I ain't in it." Yeah, <laughs> hey. that would have been like the most memorable thing yeah. he said. I, we'll see what uh, what happens with him. I know Deval Patrick. They said he might also suspend his campaign too. That has um, been a very strange. Like he, that didn't I don't make know sense who at con- all. Who convinced him to go in late? Because he a bunch of rich white dudes. At yeah. first, a bunch of people were talking to him like early on about joining, uh, running a long time ago, and then he just got in way too late. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Michael Bennett was uh, apparently the consensus pick for James Carville. And, uh, that, that was James Carville's pick? John, James Carville. Oh, wow. Uh, you know, I used to I, I eat frogs at night. <laughs> he was out here saying on fucking Morning Joe that uh, Bernie was going to bring about like the literal apocalypse. Yeah. So that's a, he's a <laughs> like, great that's example. That's a weird of- look. I mean, that he was the smartest person in the Democratic Party at a time, like 20, over 20 years yeah, ago. Just because he got Clinton. Like, that, that's it. But, like, he yeah. was a good. I mean, he's, he had he's been like, around, but yeah. He had the takes and, like, sort of the experience where people were like, okay, that, let's listen to this guy. But now his candidate is Michael Bennett, and he thinks the leading candidate's going to bring about the end of the world. Yes, we said the only thing between the United States and the abyss is the Democratic Party. That's it. If we go the way the British Labor Party, if we nominate Jeremy Corbyn, it's going to be the end of days. <laughs> the fuck? That's all this shit coming out of MSNBC. Then there was the fucking Chuck Todd brown shirts line about people who were supporting Bernie. Uh, he called them brown shirts? Yes. Because he was talking, he read from an article from The Bulwark, which is a, like a conservative website, and was like that in the articles comparing supporters to brown shirts. And he said that shit on the air. And people were like, what the fuck? But what does you... that mean? That's a comparison to Nazis. <gasps> like no. Hitler supporters yeah. who wore brown shirts. Okay. And it was just like, what? where is this going? And like, a, the hits have been weird. We talked about Chris Matthews, right. who damn near lost his mind when he said, yeah. Bernie, like, Bernie, there could be executions in Central Park. If if socialism ends up right. here in the United That's States, that's what he used to be afraid of when he heard socialism. Yeah. and he's not too sure that Bernie's not that guy. And Chris Matthews was like, "Fam, are you really serious? What do you mean? You you believe that?" He's like, "Chris well, I don't Matthews know. or Chris?" I mean, what's, uh, what's his other uh, the other Chris? Yeah, other Chris was like Chris Hayes. Chris Hayes was like, "Yo, what are you doing?" Yeah, and it's it's been pretty odd looking at the takes on msnbc too because like even last uh, or two nights ago with the new hampshire primaries lawrence o'donnell rather than saying sanders won which is the tr- if you're reporting the outcomes right <laughs> the take he had uh was more of like the story of the sanders campaign so far this year is how much ground he's lost from four years ago when he ran against one fucking one person. person right versus running against numerous people. Well, I think the thing that the mainstream Democrats need to think about is how much ground they've lost. I mean, their yeah. candidate won the nomination last yeah. year, last yeah. time, and now they're split between well, eight different candidates. It's also, it's really the argument against centrism. Right. You know, like, <laughs> right. look at fucking Al Gore. Right, yeah. I right. mean, aside from climate change, okay. there's nothing really revolutionary there. John Kerry. Mm. <laughs> 
uh, Barack Obama ran as a progressive. Right. But then it and it evolved a bit when he got into office. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Hillary Clinton, again, centrism. Right. So I'm not sure what wins they're pointing at anymore. Like, I think we really need to observe what we're talking about here because right. clearly on the right, they fire up their racism machine and it's big sexy time for their supporters. They love it. <laughs> and I think, It works. And you look yeah. at people here, look how many people turned out for midterms for progressives right. like in the House. Like, they were there because people were on some like, hey, we need to change shit. Like, right. we need to do something different. Mm-hmm. And that, it wasn't like, hey, can we... Can we not like get too excited about like right. ensuring everyone's health and stuff? Yeah, you know it's so. I think there's there's something to be said and really needs to be. I wish the media would actually dissect that and maybe bring that into the focus a little bit and saying like, is centrism, or you know just barely left of center right shit, is that really going to excite enough people? Yeah, I think it's because I, I don't mean, know. I think this what we against- consider centrism is more right wing. Uh, compared to other countries, but when I, I passed by Fox uh, to <laughs> see how they, it was interesting. They, you like they, walked by. Their headline was, uh, oh. "I could walk." Yeah, by. I was going to say, actually, we New are York, in yeah. New York. We're by the headquarters. Uh, they, their headline was "Socialist Wins New Hampshire Primary," and they were talking about how, like, all of the European socialist countries, like, are actually. Uh, proved that socialism was a failure and now they're all privatizing everything and privatization is the way forward and oh um, boy yeah so they're you know they're just laughing all the way to to hell yeah yeah the other thing though too is just kind of like when you look at how the media works on the right they couldn't be more in for everything that is for the Republicans. They don't even take a second to be objective about no. anything. It's yeah. just rah rah bullshit mm-hmm. for the right on that channel all the time. It's televised ass eating of the president's <laughs> agenda. Televised ass eating. I day. love a tossed salad. Yeah, and over TV. Here, on MSNBC, they want to get messy in other ways, and like they're not actually. If you know, not that we need that kind of. Uh, like echo right, chamber going but like i think the media also needs to understand what their hand is in this and it feels like when you look at how much older voters get their political takes from like tv news when right. you have your anchors out there being like i don't just, know if bernie's gonna do the, i don't know if the apocalypse i don't i don't know if frogs yeah. are gonna come from the sky yeah. like then yeah there's then they're the the anchors themselves are probably going to be the biggest rivals to this campaign if anything because i've not seen many people be like yeah, this is good. You only see it in opinion pieces right. that come yeah. out in newspapers where like one person goes out on a limb and says, hey, modern Democrats have a duty to consider Bernie Sanders right. or something like that. You're not going to hear that as like a like the top of the hour story from Rachel Maddow. No. There is no media alternative. There's barely even like a paper that is an alternative to the mainstream media narrative. Like the people who were most insistent that the true story of the New Hampshire primary two nights ago was... Uh, Klobuchar and Pete were New York Times reporters. Right, we're supposed to be like the liberal or like yeah. the leftist. Well, New York it's Times just is there is no left. A mess. Journalism uh, is definitely taking a hit. Yeah, right now. yeah. Well, it's I think really yeah, because it's hard to bad look. Yeah. Well, we're not. We don't. We don't pay people to do journalism anymore. Yeah. And like the nature of how these outlets work is no longer about like objectivity. It's like. We need the clicks. Yeah, it's fucking clicks. We need people to get these subscriptions, right. bitch. It's like, don't say that or else General Electric won't advertise with us. Yeah. Right. It's like, oh. oh. Yeah. 
Um, well, meanwhile, on the right, the economy is so good uh, that Trump is slashing a federal worker pay raise. Yeah, it was supposed to be they were supposed to get a two and a half percent raise in 2021. Right. And that has been cut down to one percent for not just a couple like a departments or not just a couple wherever here or there. This is for the entire like millions, millions of federal workers. Millions of federal workers. Yeah. So I'm not sure. Like when you look at a lot of the um things that the president has been tweeting, you yeah. know, like in the last what even two weeks. Well, this is enough. Let's call it the last two days. Okay. Best USA economy in history. Then there's market up big today on very good economic news. Jobs, jobs, jobs. Mm-hmm. Uh, then even in December, while the world is not doing well economically, our country is doing better, perhaps, than it has ever done before. Right. Jobs, jobs, jobs. Yeah. And I mean, just it's worth pointing out that a 1% raise doesn't even keep pace with inflation. So no, they're getting a pay cut. Oh, 100%. Yeah, million, a million, millions of federal workers are getting a pay cut because the economy is doing so well. But the, so what's wild is, you know, while he's out here tweeting all this stuff, like the economy's never been more lit. Right. Prepare your bank accounts yeah. for everything. Prepare your rush cards <laughs> for so much money. The reasoning when they're like, wait, why are you cutting the pay raise? Like that was scheduled. That was approved. It apparently was saying that the president is justified in ordering the cut on the grounds that the country is in the midst of a, quote, national emergency or serious economic conditions affecting the general welfare. Huh. So that allows him to, quote, implement alternative plans for pay adjustments. So by that reasoning, what's the national emergency? Poor people are getting too rich. I don't know, man. And and when you look at these budgets that are being slashed, it's like there's, there's not money for shit. Yeah. America has always been, and the American public has always been uniquely and acutely susceptible to you know just any any situation where rich people are getting richer and you know poor people and people in the middle class aren't are getting screwed because the mainstream media is you know plugged in with the rich people and uh they yeah it's just a like this is I think this all ties in together, you know. This is why yeah, this the mainstream is, media right. doesn't understand why people would be wanting a change candidate. Right. Or just explain to people, look, if you if you save 1.5% pay raise for millions of workers, that creates a lot of money yeah. that right. you can then toss over to somebody else or some right. other program that's not going to help people or a tax cut or whatever. Right. So I think that's – and those are – you know, I think that's also the, I wish the media would do more of a job of like explaining that too, rather than being like, I can't believe he's cutting people's raises because right. they'd never, they don't, they want to leave out the, the connection to class that puts it all together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because at this point, that means he's hooking up people in a sphere that most of us don't, right. will never know. We're not in the 1%. Yeah, exactly. Right. But it's more just like, I can't believe he's doing that, but the economy's so good. It's like, no, right. be, but think about where that money's going. That means yeah. money's being saved, which means going to somebody else. And yes. Not but is the, is the economy really doing that well? Because Wall Street is doing really yeah, well. Yeah, I feel like right. we're still in a deficit. Yeah, well, yeah, we have, we're completely in debt. I think really the the real measure of the economy is how many jobs do you need? Yeah. Right. Just to support a family. Yeah, no, jobs are going way up because people need like three Right, exactly. Jobs. Yeah. Um, all right, let's take another quick break. We'll be right back. 
And we're back. <laughs> and let's talk about uh, some some merch you can buy on Pete Buttigieg's store. Uh, <sighs> in case you haven't already. I mean, I'm sure you've all... Uh, you can know. I say that he's such a clown? Like uh, I just, can, yeah. I cannot deal with he, Pete. Yeah, Mayor Pete. Yes, <laughs> yes, Mayor Pete. Did you see the pictures of him uh, smiling? Where it's clear, like he's been practicing his smile in in the mirror. Oh, it's, like there was a focus group on yeah. some of his smiles. They're like, yeah. I just want to know how smart. he got involved with this. Like, yeah. who pushed him? It doesn't feel like this is. Yeah, his the, idea. The most cynical version on the internet is the CIA. Right. <laughs> it's the most cynical version. Well, the other because one is his that background just, is at a consulting company that has a lot of history working with and for the CIA. Yeah, and I think when people put out stuff that like you know the a cynical look at his like service was like after he did worked at the consulting firm he did like his service in the military just to sort of add that to his resume and come right back and be like I've. Check, checked all the boxes to be a great candidate. Right. Um, but I think really, wherever, whatever the origin story of this uh, very boring person, mm-hmm. where, whatever that is, I mean, it's very clear that he's just so out of touch yeah. with m- most things, especially with speaking in front of black audiences. That clip of him with Charlemagne the God. Yeah, so explain that, because I hadn't seen there that. There was a clip. It's, it's an old clip um, where... He was basically saying, like, he was like, yeah, you know, we got to get the dark money out of politics. They're talking about dark money and, like, how, like, you know, corporations and things can give to campaigns. Fantastic. And then right after he, like, pivoted, he's like, I'm not a fan of the current campaign finance system. The reality is it's not going to get better. Uh, He says, so there's things we can and should do right away. They can deal with black money. I'm 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 sorry, uh, dark money. (laughs) And then, like, Charlemagne, he didn't make a joke, but... He like scratched his forehead in a way that was clearly like, like a SMDH uh, type moment. Where yeah. Like, oh, this motherfucker really just said this shit. Right. And does Charlemagne still endorse Pete Buttigieg? I have not heard otherwise. What the fuck? Very interesting. But um, Very interesting. But then afterwards, after that, he doubled down. He's like, I'm always happy to take black money contributions into my campaign. Ugh. And it was just so awkward. Ugh. And then I'm I'm just thinking about that, like though. Saying things like that, coupled with like this merch of "Invest in Black America" T-shirt, where it yeah. looks like I'm trying to remember what the aesthetic this is. It he got looks that like off a, Canal Street, yeah, yeah or like, like old cross colors. Yeah, yes. When that it looks shit like, like old cross colors, this, this is very he googled much, the '90s, right? But he didn't Google how to talk to black people, right? So. <laughs> Right. I see. I see you, Pete. He's just gonna start talking in like in living color tropes. Yeah. Right. He's like. He's like. I loved Men on Film. Hey, today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. He's like. Imagine. Did you guys hear Bernie's Medicare plan? plan? Hated, Hated it. it. And that's oh. two snaps and a twist. I'm. I'm out of here. Yeah. Yeah. The, that this invest in Black America shirt is very. Uh, problematic and um yeah i don't know what's triggering yeah yes well i don't know what in, what investments even happening what do you what do you mean by that yeah yeah i People mean i know he be does investing have a, in black america by buying a t-shirt for a white guy who's mayor of a town in which more than 40 percent of black people are living below the poverty line okay sure. tell the stats okay mm-hmm. there you go put so, that one down there you go well yeah and i think because he was saying like he has a like a, this his robust plan uh to help out african-american people in this country but it, again, no matter what you call it, you can call it the the Nat Turner plan, the Frederick yeah. Douglass plan, the whoever plan. It's it when your actions and how you behave and operate as a politician do not line up with that. It doesn't matter what you say. 
Also, uh, he wanted people to know that the shirt was, quote, designed by black staff. So, See, that's the most white people shit ever, right. too. Exactly. Oh, you're mad? Well, a black guy did it, so right. you should get mad at him, not me. Because <laughs> right. I, I trusted him to do yeah. so. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. So that's cool. Uh-huh. What other what are, let's what other merch? <laughs> what else um, we got? There's yeah, more. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there there's like a whole raft of the there's where is this article from? I think it was the Washington Post, which uh has been really a fan of running op eds uh about how fucked the world would be with Bernie Sanders. Mm-hmm. But um the Washington Post did this article about all the quote identity focused products in the different uh, stores. Wow, Juntos with Pete. Oh uh, boy, is one of the shirts for sale. Okay, uh, and then Tom Steyer sells signs in nine languages, uh, and for m- nearly every permutation of Spanish speaking voter uh, that say uh, climate change cannot wait. Which true. Damn. Yeah. All right, Tom. Okay, Starr. and then we can do that money. It was funny. It was funny because <laughs> Bernie Sanders was uh, running through everybody who, like, in the order that they placed, uh, you know. And we had a great race from you know Pete and Amy and Joe and Elizabeth and it, and Steyer was the next one and he was like and yeah so that's it <laughs> like and just like moved forward uh-huh. i was like i know tom Steyer was just sitting at home just with his heart broken <laughs> he's loves loves him some bernie uh there's a ice scraper for amy klobuchar klobuchar which might be the most on on point uh piece of merch because she loves never to had to use an it. ice scraper really is that tough yeah it is. I always it's see pictures great. when I see people like in winter towns. That's what I call them. Yeah. Uh, with snow like nine feet high on their car. I'm like, do you just take yeah. the L and you're like, I can fucking want to do and fucking drive this? Yeah. Do you have to get all that shit off your car? Yeah. <laughs> no, you don't have to get it off that. the top. Get the windshield right, though. You got to get the windshields got so to. you can see through that shit. See that? Oh, man. And sometimes God, there's just like there. a fucking inch thick of ice that you just have to the break through, sand that shit down. And also you get your. Uh, your uh, defroster going on the backside, so it's slowly melting through it. But you can't pay anyone to do that to just do it for you. Oh yeah, of course. You think you thought you meant I was <laughs> yeah, doing that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh Sydney, I've decided an, I've designed an app for that. Right. Uh, Come scrape my motherfucking car. Task <laughs> rabbit scrape that. Yeah, exactly. Car. Great scene of that happening in Fargo with William H Macy, and then there's some cool shirts with for other stuff. Amy has a shirt that's this isn't flyover country, this is home. Uh, which just everything that I'll, doesn't make sense unless you fly over it. Right. And I mean if you're around them in the middle of the country, you'd be like, Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Yeah, we're here. We're home. Uh yeah. Everything about her just rings false to me. And I don't really? know. Yeah. I think she's pretty real. I just don't really? think yeah, I just think she I I just don't like her ideas. This yeah. is confusing. I just I just don't get it. The flyover country? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, it's home, you know? Yeah. I just just saying, like, don't be so disparaging by calling it flyover. This is our this is yeah. our house. Oh, I yeah. think I think my whole her ring false is just hearing her do bad stand up yeah, material I, I, over I, and over <laughs> has totally fucked my we've brain. We've been poisoned by that. That is clip. not fair at all. She, there's I a clip say. of her doing the same joke over and over and over and over again, and she's slowly dialing it in where she's <laughs> like, 
You know, but and Donald Trump, yeah, she was just she's saying, like, like, I was announcing my campaign in a blizzard, and he said something about, I don't know, she's the punchline she is called like, me Ice Lady. I'd like to see how your hair would hold up in a blizzard, was oh, the punchline. No. And then there's this clip, it's like 90 seconds, where you hear it over and over and over. Every campaign. And I'm like, you know, so. I get it, you gotta have yeah. the can lines. But I mean, you could do that. No, with, I think when it's, it's comedy, You gotta flip it up or right. switch it, yeah. remix yeah. it, something. See, this is what you should do, you should be consulting for campaigns. Yeah, gotta like, help okay, let's Seriously, there must be money in that. Like, I know- this. Yeah. I know a comedy writer who made it his thing to like be Bill Clinton's comedy writer and made a good living on oh, shit. That. that isn't what's his face? Uh seems like Dimitri, what's his face? Martin? Yeah. It seems like it he was an intern right? at the White House during was Clinton. He? Yeah. That's funny. Well, Sydney, it's been a pleasure having you. Oh my uh, gosh. This has oh been so good to God. see you guys again. Yeah. So and this you. tour, they're so lucky to have you. I know, uh, aren't they? In all these places. I know. It's true. It's true. They don't know how home. good they have it. Uh, <laughs> miles, miles with the voices. I know. Oh, I know. mean, geez. The voices come out too at the show. The voices really come out. Give me a few natty lights. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where can people find you, hear you, enjoy okay. you? You can find me on Twitter, just Sid NYC, J U S T S Y D N Y C. And then on Instagram, that's where I thrive. Yes. I mean, it's pretty much like a picture book, you oh, know? Yeah. Um, and people love pictures. Uh -huh. So uh, it's just Sid B W, J U S T S Y D B W. Mm. And the stories are amazing. Mm -hmm. I always find myself drunkenly responding to you sometimes. Yes. You I'm did. like, I don't know who the fuck you, you argue with. And yeah. I'm like, what? I'm like, look at the next. I'm like, I don't know. What? Okay. The story spoke it's, to me. It's much appreciated. Yeah. Uh, and is there a tweet or some other post work of social media that you've been enjoying? Oh, yes. Um, love Megan Stalter. She's a funny one. Yeah. Uh, she does great videos and she just reminds me that, like, Life is not so hard. Have fun. <laughs> she says, I say some crazy things in my cameo videos. So if you ever don't like, please just let me know and I can redo it. There's a lot of videos. So sometimes I switch it up by saying that your spouse is cheating on you or something. And that's not for you. I know now. XOXO. <laughs> love you. <laughs> Uh, it's so good. That's so good. Yeah. Miles, where can people find you? Twitter, Instagram at Miles of Gray, and also my other show, 420 Day Fiance, where we talk about 90 Day Fiance with uh, my co host, Sophia Alexandra. Uh, tweet I like is from Andrew T at Andrew T.I. Uh, in response to Andrew Yang. Uh, <laughs> the number of people who are telling me that Andrew Yang dropped out is probably saying something bad about my personal brand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, he tied himself very closely to that one. Yeah. R.I.P. Andrew, yeah. The couple things. Uh, Weird Alex Perrine uh, is the person I was quoting uh, when I said that it's sort of impossible to, or his tweet was, it's sort of impossible to accurately describe the way cable news is covering this campaign without sounding like the most hopeless Sanders diehard. And Jesse uh, at Mom Mage Sick tweeted, 70% of marriage is yelling what from a different room. Okay, <laughs> that, is that is accurate. Absolutely oh, accurate. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. Not here. Yeah, no, always. I just it's I'm a, always huh? genuine. Oh. Uh, oh yeah, you're not. Yeah, you're yours. Yeah, can't hear. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist. On Instagram, we have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes. Oh, no.
We link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode as well as the song we ride out on. Miles, what's that going to be today? Uh, this is, okay, so Denzel Curry was one of my Ooh. favorite rappers uh, from Florida that teamed up with Kenny Beats, the producer, to put out this amazing visual piece. Um, and it's this is from the album called Unlocked, and the track is called Take It Back. And listen to the lyrics on this. There's references to Indiana Jones and all kinds of shit, but it's an amazing album. Check out the visual piece and put that in your mind. Take it back, underscore V2. All right. Well, The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That's going to do it for this morning. We will be back this afternoon to tell you what is trending, and we will talk to you then. Bye. Like Frederick Douglass, it's time to pick my brain apart Looking at the menu, motherfucker, I'm the main with art The patriarch of this zoo shit, never no food shit Try to sue this, we end up on Sun Tzu shit And you don't want that, buddy, there's no combat X straight to pick you a season for you to come back Everything that Denzel spits, nigga, is all facts I be sticking to the paper like a thumbtack uh, I'm a pain, motherfucker, gun tucker I don't trust him, I don't love her Little brother, don't make me reach out and touch her I don't got candy, but I'll turn your head to gushers, sucker.